0: Welcome to the In Your Twenties podcast where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our twenties. Hey, hey, hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Tina with an H back with another episode of In Your Twenties. I'm sorry if you didn't get the memo that last week we weren't having a new episode this Thanksgiving week. I was pretty overwhelmed with work and I just needed to totally like shut down and relax and just spend quality time with friends i haven't seen in a while spend time with my family and just chill the fuck out which i know we can all relate to but we are back and we are going to end the year on a high note oh my god. <laughs> oh my god that was literally i was gonna try and go high on the high and it i don't know what happened there but um seeing career coming next year don't worry regardless, I am really thrilled about these next few episodes that are coming out. I think they offer really great perspectives, including today's guest, who is Brianna Thompson. She is the founder and owner of the Brooklyn-based hip hop cycling studio called Spike Spin. They're also opening new locations in the near future, which is really exciting. So to have Brianna on the show and to kind of just pick her brain about not just entrepreneurship and getting out of A job that you weren't really passionate about but we touch on other topics that include having a future focused mindset and how she got to reach that type of mindset what motherhood as an owner looks like because she's a one woman show in terms of yeah she has a team but she's the one who built this from the ground up so we start to understand how she's balancing motherhood but also being a successful female entrepreneur touch on her passion for fitness and why she considers herself a wealth advocate. I think this is one of those episodes where you think it's going to be a fitness episode or it's going to be just about health and wellness, but it's so, so much more than that. And I, this conversation in particular kind of just felt like I was talking to a friend and we were just talking about what the fuck is going on in our lives so I hope you guys are able to feel that and you take something away from today's episode. So without further ado, we're gonna get into it. What's up, guys? It's girl Tina with an H back with another episode of In Your Twenties. Today I'm joined by the lovely Brianna Thompson. Brianna, how are you?
1: I am doing amazing. I feel really good today.
0: Ooh, did you like wake up on the right side of the bed? Was did you have a relaxing I did. weekend?
1: Um, I actually did not have a relaxing weekend and I actually went to bed at like 530 this morning. Um, But for some reason, I just woke up feeling really good, I think because I got a lot done in that time. And then also I realized that it's the first of the month. It's a Monday. It just feels like a, a very fresh restart. And so I'm leaning into that.
0: Awesome. I like that. Well, uh, this is a question that I ask all of my guests and it's how old are you and what's a random fun fact you've learned in your twenties?
1: I am 32 years old and a random fun fact that I learned in my twenties is that life is serious, but life is a joke. <laughs> That's the best way I can. Put it.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to need you to elaborate on that because I really enjoy that quote.
1: Okay. So the reason I say that life is serious is because I see all these memes, especially in this era where people are like, okay, your twenties are your years to just kind of like do whatever you want and don't take anything seriously. And I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, I think you should absolutely be exploring yourself and exploring the world around you and what you like and what your interests are, but be mindful that life is serious and that, your twenties turn into your thirties and people are going to the same people who were saying, Oh, just like piss all over your twenties are going to be like, what have you done by 30? Um, so that's why I say life is serious. But then on the flip side, I say life is a joke because then you turn 30 and you're like, well, damn, I still feel like I did all of those things, but I still have so much more to do. And there's like so much more fun to be had. Like there's this notion that like your twenties are, the last time that you have fun, your last time that you don't know what you're doing, your last time that you're exploring yourself. And I'm like, that is the biggest joke and the biggest like misnomer that anyone can sell you because even in your 30s, you're still gonna be exploring. Even in your 50s, you're still gonna be exploring. So I hate this, like your 20s are like this one part of life where you get to be good and bad. It's like, no, it is it is serious, but it's also a joke. And so I think I learned that very, very well through the 20s
0: yeah and it's also like i've heard um i forget which influencer said this but she said your 20s are mismarketed like there's so much more to discover it's not like life doesn't end when you turn 30 and as i've been doing this podcast i'm realizing that more and more because we've always grown up with like oh my gosh your 20s are the best it's the best decade of your life people said college was the best four years of my life and i'm loving life outside of college even more than i did
1: yes mismarketed is such a great phrase for the twenties because it's like, you only get better. I feel like I have gotten significantly better. I would not go back and do my twenties over. I love all of the things I learned in my twenties. And I feel like actually my thirties have been incredible. The older I get, the better I get to me. So (laughs) I think Miss market, like if you think that your twenties are your best, no, I, I would highly disagree with that
0: you're just like, just y'all wait, just y'all wait.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I mean, if you think they're great, just keep living. Like it, the, it gets better. And I also think though, that comes with perspective, right? Like anything can be good or bad, depending on how you view it. Just like I said, you know, I went to bed at 5:30. I woke up, I have a baby. Um, and I could have chosen to say like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. Today's going to be a shitty day. But instead I'm like, yo, I'm great, the sun is shining, my kids great, I feel happy, I feel healthy and like today's going to be an incredible day because I'm I'm choosing that. So,
0: you're choosing to have a positive attitude towards the day. Yeah, that's amazing. And also, tell us a little bit about yourself. You said that you have a baby is that your only
1: child? Yes, yeah, so I am Brianna Thompson. I'm an entrepreneur and a brand ambassador and a wellness advocate. So I really have a heart for helping people live their best life from the inside out. I'm a wife. I got married when I was 30. Was I 30? I think I was 30. I was, (laughs) uh, yeah, I was 30. Um, And I am a mom. I had my kid when I was 31. And now here I am, 32, dealing with um, this really fun baby and my life and balancing work and motherhood and wifehood and being a daughter and being a friend and being a sister and being everything that women you know tend to be so that's that's me in a very brief nutshell
0: i was gonna say you've got a lot of roles under your belt right now and i want to go through each one of them starting off with how did you become a wellness advocate were you always involved in fitness throughout your career
1: so my career actually started in digital advertising, so not necessarily fitness, but I think in my personal life, I've always had a relationship with health and wellness. Um, my, I, I was an athlete my whole life. I ran track and I also danced. And my, my mom and dad are both very health conscious people because overall, our families are not. Um, uh, the majority of my family on both my mom's side and my dad's side suffer from preventable diseases like diabetes and high blood pressure and obesity and all the things. Um, I don't want to make this a boring podcast. So that's really how I, (laughs) um, you know, I just, I just have a conscious point of view on the way that people are impacted by those things, especially people of color and especially people who don't have a lot of money and especially people who live in the inner city. And so that really is how it started. I just have this very, I don't like that wellness has become something that is for people who quote unquote deserve it. It's something that we all need to live and survive and thrive. And so that, that's how the wellness advocate came about.
0: It's so important to say that out loud because I think a lot of times people are like, mm, yeah, certain um, people of color are like, they don't care about their health as much, but it's like, no, it depends on the accessibility of fitness. It's about yeah. how much education that we're getting in terms of fitness and wellness. Like it's just a Perfect. huge umbrella and it's like, there's so many different categories that fall into it. So you have a spin studio called spikes. How did you like, when did this idea come about that? You're like, I want to own my own business and I want to create the studio.
1: Um. So I've always been going to boutique fitness classes In my career and basically it was the same thing it's a very pretentious feeling it's a very like who has the latest handbag and I don't like I said before I don't think that that's how fitness and wellness should be it's not this exclusivity factor it's not Chanel it's working out and so I hated seeing that I hated not seeing people who look like me in the room I hated feeling like an outsider and I thought well let me be the change Um, and so I founded Spike Spin which is really an inclusive community that's fueled by hustle and energy and adding flavor. And it spiked because it's you adding something, that extra something, that extra ingredient that is not existing. Like I felt like the industry was bland. It needed to be spiked. Um, and that's what we do. And so now um, we have our first location in bed We're opening our second location in Atlanta, and I'll continue to expand from there, being a wellness resource to those who haven't had it in the past. And it's incredible. It's, it's beautiful. It's premium. It's still just as chic and, you know, all those things, but it's also in your neighborhood. So you don't have to drive an hour on the weekends to where you, where they think people care about their, their health and wellness. And so it's been, it's been great. I love it.
0: Atlanta. What made you decide to choose that as your next city?
1: Um, Just paying attention to the market trends and who our audience is and where the need is really. So you're going down to ATL. Yeah. I'm like, that will become a business podcast. And I don't want to, I don't want to, (laughs) but yeah, just paying attention to the market trends.
0: Well, you also said that you were, that you got married when you weren't 31. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about like marriage and the wedding and everything. Were you stressed out? Did you consider yourself a bridezilla? What was that like?
1: No, I was not a bridezilla at all i am a psycho planner i'm very type a and like things i can see things the way i want it and so i just kind of do it um which can be a good thing or bad thing because like we hired a planner and i was just kind of like girl just just take this check and move on because like i know what i want to see and you're not quite understanding it and so (laughs) um i wouldn't say that i was a bridezilla because i didn't make other people do things it like i just did it myself so i didn't i really didn't need to be a bridezilla with anyone um but I am obsessed with my wedding. My wedding was incredible. Like, oh my God, it was the perfect day. It was in Miami. It was all of our best friends, all of our family. We had no phones at all. So it was very like, it felt like, I mean, you're probably too young to know this, but it felt like pre-social media era where, Fun was real. You weren't having fun so that you could show people you were having fun. Like we just genuinely were having fun. And I think we hadn't felt that in so long. Um, and that's why we didn't want to have phones because we were like, we don't want people just showing what they're doing at our wedding. We want to actually we want people to actually be experiencing the wedding and you know, all this money that we spent (laughs) needs to be felt. Um, and so oh my God, it was literally the best, the best day ever. The best.
0: So where did people put their phones? Was it like before the ceremony and they had to like put it in a little box or
1: something? We didn't lock the phones because I just don't like that. Like I'm a, person, especially like now I'm a mom and so many of my friends are like moms or they have, but our friends and our family know who we are. They know how we are and everyone was just respectful. Like people literally didn't even want to. They were like, yo, we needed this. So it was something that, you know. I think everybody was on board for because most events you go to are not that most people are like, please share, please show, please. And so to go somewhere and not feel that pressure of like, did I get the right picture? Did I get the right angle? Did I get, do, do I have the right filter on my face? It's like, no, cause you're not showing any of that. You're literally just enjoying the open bar, enjoying the cigars, enjoying the DJ, enjoying our, all of us being together. And so Everyone was super respectful. There there, 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 I did catch a few sneaking, and it was great <laughs> Even, even, even the sneaky um, footage that we have, like I love to look back on it. So it, it was perfect. Like I cannot lie.
0: What was the most difficult part of the wedding planning process?
1: Um, probably just having to like I, we lived in New York and our wedding was in Miami. So just trying to execute in a different state and making sure that like, when I arrived, things were going to be as I envisioned, because like I said, I'm very like in the details of things. And so it was just like over communicating um, what I needed to be done by the time I arrived so that I could execute it the way that I saw. So I think that was probably the hardest. Like if, if it was in New York, I know the vendors, I know I I could pop up, I could, I couldn't do that with Miami. So it was like, it, I had to properly communicate exactly what I wanted to see.
0: Oh yeah. And that could, as someone who's also a big planner, I could totally understand. Cause I, I know I'm going to be a bridezilla. I'm very nitpicky. I want everything to be perfect. And there's a certain kind of monster that comes out of me when I plan, even for my birthday, my roommate (laughs) hates it. She's my god. (laughs) she's like, Tina, you stress me out when it comes to planning parties and stuff. And I'm like, I know I do. So just don't ask me questions and I'll get it all done for us. So it works out. I don't
1: know why I don't really stress. I don't, and I don't take it on other people. I think I just, I'm, I'm used to balancing a lot of things. And so it takes a lot for me to get stressed. Like, I'm sure I, I, I would be lying if I said like, not one day of planning was I stressed. Like I was definitely had stressful days, but I usually just deal with it myself just because that's, that's my life it's a very high pressure life every part of my life is like i'm i'm i tend to be under pressure um even in my previous role in in digital advertising i've always worked in kind of like four clients for huge clients with huge budgets um and so i'm used to balancing I th- actually i think that's probably why dealing with those clients with those budgets um, and having to learn to just keep my composure and deliver on and execute on whatever um, the goal was, I, I learned that very young in my career, and so I think that's something that I've just kept with me.
0: No, I love that. I want to move on, but before that, I do have to ask another wedding question, and it's mm-hmm. what's one myth that you think doesn't exist or that you could debunk about the wedding planning process?
1: I don't think you have to be a bridezilla, and I don't think you have to make everything so difficult like i think you should enjoy it i enjoyed planning my wedding and i enjoyed my wedding day like i was very present so many brides are like oh i don't even remember my wedding i i don't know what happened i didn't eat the food i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> I am doing like this is our day it's not the day like our wedding my husband and me, our wedding was not for other people our wedding was for us and other people just got to be a part of it so to think that I was going to walk away being like I don't know what happened at my wedding like what no that that was absolutely not an option like we know what happened we were fully present we ate the food we drank the drinks we danced we it was our wedding and we were glad to have other people just be there to witness it. But yeah, I think that's a myth that whole, like, Oh, you know, you're planning everything and you don't, the day just passes and you don't know what happened. Like, please, that is fucking dumb. That, that doesn't even, <laughs> when people say that to me, I'm like, you sound insane. Like don't tell people that. Cause that just sounds nuts. Like, because how also you you're spending, you're not there
0: you're spending all of this money. Like you should but even remember beyond the
1: money. It's like, it's your wedding and to leave your wedding saying you don't remember it is nuts to me. I'm like, it is your day. That is the one time that you and your significant other are putting this mark on the world, on your commitment to each other and the value that you mean. And especially women, like so many women wait so long for that day and they're like dreaming of it and then for it to happen and you'd be like I don't even remember it because I was being mad that like the flowers were pink instead of orange it's like what the hell whatever the color the flowers are whatever music is playing like we're gonna turn this shit up and that's gonna be that like that's how I felt about it once it once we got to the day I was like whatever is not done I do not care because turn up and that's what we did
0: (laughs) That's a really great mindset. And as you keep talking, I'm just like, wow, like you have such a positive mindset. Have you always been that way? Or did you have to like rework the way that you think? Because I personally, I feel like me, I always see the negative side of things. And then I have to be like, okay, Tina, let's see. Look at the positives. What's going right right now that you can at least like lean into and hone into?
1: I don't think I've always been that way in my 20s and my young 20s. I definitely wasn't that way, which is why I say things get better because in my young twenties, I was, I mean, frankly dumb and I was paying attention to what everyone else was doing and comparing myself and wondering where my value lied and trying to figure out who I was in this world. And that was not positive. Um, A lot of that was just focusing outward and focusing on what somebody else's life. And I think in growing and evolving, I now am so confident and comfortable in my full self. So if you don't like me, like I'm totally okay with that. And if you do like me, I love that too. But I really, I'm not changing either way. Like this, this is the version of me that you're going to get. However you encounter me, wherever you encounter me. Um, and it's taken a long time to get there. And it feels so good because it's like, I really don't care who you are. Even if you're, you know, like, even there's this notion of like, oh, they're 50 years old. I gotta act this way around a 50-year-old. It's like, look, 50-year-old lady, this is me. 10-year-old lady, this is me. Like, whoever you are, whatever age you are, even my son, like, I don't change for my babies. Like, he needs to know the fullness of who I am. Um, because as soon as I start to change, I forget the fullness of who I am. And I am the most important person in my life, if that makes sense. Because, like I said, I'm always under all of these pressures. I'm always under a lot of pressure. And I can't be a good wife if I'm feeling insecure. I can't be a good mom if I feel like I don't know what's going on. I can't be a good entrepreneur, a good leader if I'm always uncertain and questioning basic things. Like, that doesn't mean that I don't go through life uncertain. Obviously, yes. But, like, the basic things of like, who am I going to be today? That needs to be secure at this point. I have way too many roles um, to fulfill to still be trying to think about like, did I use the right voice? Like, I don't that those li- like, you know, like, yeah, things I'm not dealing with. I, my, my questions now are like, is this the right contract? Is this the right partnership? You know, like, is this the right school that I'm putting my son in? I'm not asking myself questions about what are they going to think if I wear red lipstick to this meeting? Like, I don't give a fuck what they think I'm wearing the red lipstick. If that's what I feel when I wake up in the morning. Um, and so I think, you know, keep living and keep working on yourself and, I do have a positive mindset. um, And I love that because YOLO, like you literally get one life. And so I try to always think of that, like
0: YOLO to the max. And I would, when I was younger, I literally, I hated that song. I was like, this song is, it's nothing. Like who cares? (laughs) The older I get, I truly am like YOLO. Mm -hmm. You said something as simple as, oh, did I use the right voice? People get in their heads, myself included. We get in our heads over the little details or the smallest little thing. Like I was showing someone my phone the other day and a notification popped up that I didn't want them to see. And then I was badgering. I was just like thinking about it for so long. Oh, yes. And I, <laughs> I said to myself, why do I care? Like, yes. okay, they saw, it. like, that's my business. It's my life. Like I can it's do what I need home. to do.
1: Yes. It's my, it's my phone. Like, yeah. who cares? That's what I mean. Like, I totally agree that there was a time in my life that I probably would have done the exact same, had anxiety. Tax- like, I still have anxiety. Sorry, this is my kid. I'm trying to see if he'll be quiet. No, you're okay. <laughs> he's literally, just, he thinks he's talking, but he obviously doesn't have words. So he just looks at me and makes really loud noises. Aww. But anyway, <laughs> Yeah, there was a time in my life where the same thing would have happened. And I do suffer from anxiety even now, which is another reason that I have to be so cognizant of what I allow to kind of pressure and stress me because I have anxiety. So even without needing to add additional layers, I'm going to ex- experience feelings of being anxious. And so I try to eliminate as much as possible things that don't serve me because i the anxiety is not something that I that will go away ever, you know, it's it's a part of me. And so all I can do is manage it and manage um, how I interact with the things that I know are going to trigger me. And that I think that is another reason where like the positivity comes in because it's like, there's enough chemically, I guess, working on, I don't know, anxiety, like, you know, there's enough going on um, that I don't need to add to that, you know, so.
0: Of course. Yeah. And it's I forget the saying, I'm blanking out on it, but it's, I'm not to engage with what does no longer serve me. Absolutely. It's not the exact quote, but along those lines and over time, it's like, all right, what am I going to give energy to? And I think another thing with being in your twenties is friendships, you know, like sometimes your friends will fade away, not all of them, but you're going Mm -hmm. to see as people change and as people grow, sometimes the friendship has run its course or, you know, suddenly you that person might not be the same person that you thought they were. And it's okay to pull back as long as you are staying true to yourself. And I yeah. have this one, one conversation with my friend all the time. Cause we're like, it's going to happen when, cause we both want to move across the country. Like what's going to happen to these friendships? Are they still going to like be as strong as they are or because we're not around, people aren't going to reach out to us anymore. Cause it's like, Oh, we're not going to see them. We can't invite them to things or whatnot. Right. But you just got to, you've got to deal with it and you've got to, Figure out who in your circle you want to keep close to. And as you were saying, you are under a lot of pressure because you're an entrepreneur, you're a wife, you're a mother. And so my question for you, and I know there's not like a correct or right answer for this, but how do you balance it all? What, and you, I know you answered this a little bit saying like, I'm going to put energy into what I can, but how are some specific ways that you are balancing managing a business, being a good wife, and also taking care of your baby?
1: So one, I just have to say something to the friendship point. Like again, this is where that your 20s are mismarketed because you feel like, "Oh, this is only happening because I'm in my 20s." People will always be evolving. Relationships will always change. Like that is something that if you need to take away anything from your 20s and go forth with it into your future, it's knowing that the only thing that is for sure and certain is change. That's the only thing that you can count on being that will always happen. Things will always change, and that is just the, reali- the reality. So, you know, this notion that like as soon as I turn thirty, all of my friendships are going to be just solid. Like, no, when you turn thirty, like you said, people will start moving across the country. A lot of times, your friends will be getting married. They'll be having children. They'll be opening businesses. They won't. You guys won't live five minutes from each other and be roommates. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's learning. The key to life is learning how to consistently like communicate and share these experiences with each other instead of kind of like closing off and making it like, well, she didn't call me. And it's like, sometimes I don't have time to call you. Did you ever think of that? Like, did you ever think that maybe it's okay to pick up the phone? You know, like everybody makes everything just so personal. And I, for one, am just like, Yet again, if you don't want to be my friend because I didn't call you or I didn't make a birthday dinner or I didn't, it's like, okay, we, we can't be friends right now. And maybe we'll circle back at another time, but it it just comes to like prioritization and being this point in my life, I can't show up the way that I did at 19. And I can't show up the way that I even did at 27. Like I just did not at 27. My only responsibility was me. Like, I'm like, y'all want to go out? Y'all want to drink? We could stay out all night. Like, whatever we want to do that's what we do now it's like I can't just tell my husband oh I'm coming home at 6 a.m because my girls when is she's single and she wants to have a while it's like no that's I have to be respectful of this relationship I have to be mindful of my baby I have to wake up and be on a conference call with my team you know like there's just life is changing but it's it can be beautiful if you allow it to be um, and so that's one thing I just want to tell you 20 somethings. It's like, and I even see that in my mom's friendship. It's just like, you know, then, then life continues and you're, you're an empty nester. It's just like, things will always be evolving and you just have to figure out who's worth evolving with, um, and who's worth going through those, those changes with, because the changes will happen regardless.
0: And as you say that, sorry to cut you off, but as you say that, like when it comes to change. I think personally for me, that's something that I always struggle with because I always say I hate change. I want things to remain the same. If it was up to me, I'd be 17 forever. And now here I am at like 23, soon to be 24. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm never going back to 17. It's so 17 I have to, again. <laughs> you have to just go back to that like mindset of things are always going to change. And the sooner that you accept that the easier life will be and the more like,
1: beautiful the change can be because change doesn't have to be associated with a bad thing right like at 17 you didn't make money at 23 i hope you're making money you know like that's a good change um <laughs>
0: that's a good change living like not alone but, but, like, but like living yeah, on my not, parents' you're places.
1: outside of your family's home that's a nice change you can invite people over and don't have to say like you know your parents like who is this person that you you've had four different guys over in the, la- you know, like you don't have to you yeah. whatever, whatever that looks like. It's like, <laughs> that's a good change. You know, like when you were 17, your mom or whoever would have been like, um, that's the lot. La- why, why are you having, you know, Tina, it's just like you get to evolve. And I think embracing it and, and the core of who you are, it's always going to be the core, you know, like you're you seem like you're like a loyal person and you love your friendships like those things don't have to change but they will evolve I think maybe evolve is a better word because change Mm -hmm. tends to be associated with like bad and scary but like evolution tends to be beautiful and growth and you know and I think that's maybe a nice word to use it's like evolution is always constant and it's beautiful like I at 21 was not thinking at 31 I'm gonna be a mom like I Girl, at 21, I was just like, where's the gray goose and pineapple? Um, and, and at 31, I still say that. So see, evolution is still beautiful. Except now I'm like, I need Casamigos and maybe a glass of red wine at the end of the night. But it's like, it's still me, you know, the core of me is still there, but I have evolved in so many ways that I just so appreciate about life and perspective um, and balance. I don't believe in balance. Okay. There's no balance because every day something requires more. Some days, like right now I'm doing this podcast with you, which means my kid is looking at Elmo, right? That's not, <laughs> it's, it's in my ideal world. I'm like looking at him 24 seven and giving him undivided attention, but that's not reality. So it's like, I, I just prioritize for the day. I take life day by day. <laughs> Um, people always ask me about balance. I'm like, see, that's one of the things that will give me anxiety because the world makes you feel like it's 25% motherhood, 25% entrepreneurship, 25% being a wife, 25% enough. It's literally like, okay, today I'm about to sign you know, this contract. This is where my attention needs to be. And my kid's going to have to look at Elmo. And then the next day I may say like, you know what? Y'all are overworking me. I'm, I'm logging off. I'm putting on my out of office and I'm spending the entire day taking my son to the park. And then I may say, you know what? I need you to go to grandma's house because me and daddy need alone time. You know, it's just like, Figuring out what in your life needs the most attention that day and giving it the attention that it deserves and then waking up and figuring out the next day. But I guess at the end it's just trying to make sure you feel you feel good about how things are being done. I think that's it. You know, you never I, I never want to feel that one area is lacking, but I also know that balance is not the right word because balance is like everything is in an equal state and that is not real. <laughs> that's that's just not real i'll
0: be lying. that's like truly you're blowing my mind right now like everything that co- is coming out of your mouth is pure gold because as you're saying this i'm thinking you know my friends always complain that we're being overworked and that we don't have a good work-life balance so to speak but it's like because we're giving all of our attention to work because we're at the beginning of our careers but it's like no You still need to take time for yourself. You can't be working 12 hours every day and being like, this is the life. This is amazing. It's not. We are not meant to work as many hours that we are like a 40 hour work week to me is insane. And I know I've just I've been in the field for what a year, two years now. And like I should I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. What industry are you in? I work in media and entertainment. So I'm a social media producer and coordinator for like reality shows and when i say say that people go to me oh my gosh like all you do is watch tv and i'm like i do part of my job is making (laughs) sure that i know what shows are on and i have to watch these episodes (laughs) but i'm like i also have to post on every social media account every single day some and it's not just one post it's multiple posts per day
1: first of all that's my dream job girl really (laughs) i love reality tv are you kidding me Okay. So what's your favorite reality TV show? Okay. So I'm old. Um, so I am definitely a housewives girl. girl is- I watch housewives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen, y'all be making me feel old. Y'all 20 something's really be having me feeling old. I, my, my brothers are young. So I have a brother that's 21. Uh, he just turned 22, um, 18 and 16. Oh, and God, like, God. Even though I look young, they remind me all the time. Like they'd be like, yo, you are so old. You are so old. Um, but yeah, I love Housewives of Beverly Hills, Housewives of Atlanta, Housewives of Potomac. Um, I will. oh, I've recently been into Married at First Sight on Lifetime. Oh,
0: okay. I've uh, only real Housewives that I've watched so far is Potomac, because my mom got me into it.
1: And uh, I was this like,
0: is so good. This is messy. Like it's, it's so messy. Always messy. So that's my top one, and then um Married at First Sight. I haven't watched.
1: Please watch Married at First Sight. It is a hot ass mess. It's basically people who agree to like they meet at their wedding, and then you just kind of watch them on their journey.
0: <laughs> no, meet at their wedding? Absolutely not. Like I it's would do a so husband. Good. I would do a husband reveal at my wedding because everyone nowadays they're saying, "Oh like, my god, y'all like, aren't gonna know moment." Yep, They're like, y'all ain't going to know my husband. You're not going to know anything about my relationship until we're at the altar. <laughs> That's my <I> <laughs> yes.
1: Um, also I'll watch, I mean, I started off watching real world. That was like my first intro into reality TV. I was like real world obsessed. And then it's like spawned into all these things. I'm not really into like the love and hip hops, um, as much but I'll watch it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like I'm not, ugh. I housewives. I like literally that's, I am very invested in that franchise, everything else. I'll kind of like catch it as it comes, but yeah. I'm invested in the in the housewives franchise.
0: So out of all the housewives, which is the one that you will watch? Like that you would always recommend people watch first
1: Beverly Hills. That is like my, I've been watching Beverly Hills since season one. So I am thoroughly invested in them like those are my aunties my white aunties <laughs> <laughs> my my rich white aunties um, and cousins
0: that was another thing with housewives which i didn't even know the, for housewives new york they just had like their first person of color right on a yeah. season
1: yeah beverly hills too they just had their first um black woman garcelle bouvet uh, i think she started two seasons ago
0: And that's so mind boggling to me because I'm like, these are places that have people of color, New York, the melting pot of the United States of America. And you're telling me
1: Beverly Hills, I kind of understand because it is, it's a different demographic. And I feel like the black people in Beverly Hills can't risk being on reality TV. Um, whereas like wealthy white people have a different level of privilege to get on TV and act the damn fool. Um, I don't, I think, excuse me, the Black people of Beverly Hills, because in Beverly Hills, that's real money. It's not like you could pretend to have money in Beverly Hills. Either you have it or like Atlanta, they could kind of get away with like, oh, they lease their house or something like that. Like the people in Beverly Hills are really doing, walking Mm -hmm. it like they talk it. So that's a harder place. Now, New York, there's no excuse. There's so much diversity and so many wealthy Diverse people. Um, but I do not watch Housewives of New York is so tacky. They always look terrible to me. Like they just look like they're just smoking chains, smoking cigarettes. Like, I don't even know. Every time they're on TV, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> brush your hair. Like, I don't want to see you looking like this on my TV.
0: So for New York, we're not associating
1: with them. Like, they are not. I don't associate with Housewives of New York. I mean, if they want to come to Spikes, I will welcome them with open arms. But, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I don't tune in. I just can't get with them. Like it's, it always just looks so dirty. Like every episode, I'm like, why do y'all make me like look so dirty like this?
0: I don't understand. It's like, that's not the mess that we want. We want the cleanliness, but no. we want the drama. That's it. Yeah. Well, I've loved this conversation and you have been such a pleasure. The last part that I want to really hit on is I was reading a few articles and you said that you were future focused entrepreneur. And when people Mm -hmm. like, I've never heard that phrase before. And it got me thinking, I was like, how did you get to that point where you're like, I'm future focused? What does that mean? Because you could say it, but it's like, in what ways of your career are you future focused?
1: For me, when I think future focused, is just that I am not worried about what has been. Um, And I think that's important for the industry that I'm in, because a lot of times people want to talk to me about how do I feel going into a saturated market that has so many giants um, quote-unquote that I'm quote-unquote competing with and to me I see the trend of where we're going and what's necessary for what's next and that's where I am that's what that's the audience that I'm talking to I'm no longer trying to undermine my work by saying for so long it's been done this way instead I'm like okay well like I said before this shit has been bland and we're here to add flavor and that's the direction that we're going and I was saying this in 2016 and I think that's important because right now black people are in a very interesting space where you know we have a lot of attention on us coming out of the social unrest of 2020 Um, you know the murders of George Floyd and all of the other 150, 11 million names that we can add to that list. And now brands are saying Black people matter, people of color matter, let's give them attention. But in 2016, when everybody was still saying, I only go to Soul Cycle, I only go to this, I was saying, yeah, well, there needs to be a space for people who look like you and I created it. And so when I say future focus, that, that's a prime example. Like everybody else was thinking, well, it already exists. And I was like, not the way that I'm building it. And so I continue to think that um, I have big vision and I have big dreams and I plan to execute it all. And I know that it's, I'm going in the direction that I should be. And I just have to have faith in that. Um, So yeah, that's what future focus means. It means not worried about what has been and letting people box you into that, but instead knowing what could be and that possibility. And that's, that's really where. Beautiful innovation lies.
0: Yeah, because you can't, once you start to look at what other people are doing and you start to compare, that's when the creativity starts depleting. You're just always like, what am I doing? What are they doing? And how do I also do that? And then the industry becomes the exact same.
1: Yes. That's why like people are like, oh, I don't even follow other pages. Like if you ask me, I know that the need to do a competitive analysis, like I said, that's my background. But frankly, I don't know what these other brands are doing. I don't know who their partnerships are. And, And it's probably not a good thing. So like I have an intern who is now working on doing some of that for me. But for this, for as long as I have been building the brand without my team and stuff, I just been head down doing what I feel is right us because I can't get caught up in who's doing what and then trying to compare to that it's like we are here for a very specific mission and that's 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 the route I'm on
0: and that is the yep and that's the route you're going to stay on even the way that you're saying it I'm like she knows exactly what she's doing (laughs) Brianna thank you so so much for coming on the show if there's anything we didn't get to if there's any piece of advice uh, that you could share with the New York Chinese community I'd greatly appreciate it
1: um, I think the one thing, and I obviously this coming from me is like, take yourself, make yourself a priority, make your wellness a priority, make your mental health a priority, make your relationships a priority and do it unapologetically. Um, and the last thing that I will say is like, this is going to sound so corny, um, but I have to tell that it's like, you are perfect. You are beautiful and you are enough. And I think when I was in my 20s, I did not feel that. And I didn't have anyone telling me that. And everything that everyone told me in my 20s felt like I was inadequate. And now in my 30s, I'm the exact same. My face hasn't changed, my body hasn't changed, you know? And I still, and I am beautiful, and I am strong enough, and I am enough. And I just want to know that, like, you are enough. I don't care what this world keeps telling you. Like, you are absolutely enough. And when you walk in it, you, you'll you see what I mean. So just, those are the two things. Take yourself, make yourself a priority and, and acknowledge that you are enough. Write it on your mirror, write it on your phone background. Every time, somebody, every time you have a negative thought, say it out loud, I am enough. Every time somebody tells you something negative, you say it out loud, like, actually, I'm enough. Um, and you keep on reinforcing that in your life. And I wish you all the best going into your years ahead.
0: Oh, that was like, walk it. Like I talk it like you gotta say with your chest that you're beautiful. And then the way that you walk, like that confidence is just going to exude and radiate out of you. Um, really? Brianna, that was beautiful. Thank you so, so much. And also we could not say goodbye without you dropping where people can find you guys. I'll have them in the uh, show notes below, not show notes below. This is not a YouTube video. I'll have them in the show notes. <laughs> but, Brianna, let us know where people can find you.
1: Okay. So please follow my personal page. This is important actually as a brand ambassador. I need, I need my followers up. So you can follow me at <laughs> Brie, B-R-I dot Monet, M-O-N-E-E. And if you're in Brooklyn, I'd love for you to drop into a Spike Spin class. You can follow us at Spike Spin. Um, but yeah, Bri Monet and Spike Spin, they're both links. So if you follow Bri Monet, you'll see Spike Spin in the bio and I would appreciate a follow on both. And Talk to me, DM me. Like I love community. I love especially younger women. Um, and so yeah, let's, let's, let's chat.
0: Y'all heard her. Y'all better go on Instagram right now as you're listening. I know you can do both. So go and give her a follow. Brianna, thank you again so, so much for coming onto the pod. And guys, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, like I said, go follow Brianna right now. Uh, leave her a review after you go on Instagram. You know, just hop on over to Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Or even share this episode with your friends. I greatly appreciate it. My name's Tina with an H, and I'll catch you next Wednesday.